Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. So my guest today is someone that I'm really excited to uh, talk to today. They are the founder uh, of a nonprofit here in town called Love Not Lost. Um, and they are also a former speaker at a TEDx event in 2020. And they have a, a great story and one that I'm excited to talk a little bit about today and, and dive into what they what they do and who they are. So Ashley, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm yeah. so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So for those that aren't aware of just you and, and what you do and who you are, do you care to share a little bit about you and your story and just how you got to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. So gosh, where to start? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's essentially my life story. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just what what segment. Um, yeah. So my husband and I had a daughter. Um, she is our first, you know, baby. It was a surprise pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, we'll be young parents. Yeah. Um, we had been married for a year and, uh, and so we were coming up on our two year anniversary, um, delivered her. We lived in Atlanta at the time and, uh, within two months, um, found out that she had a terminal diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, my husband and I were obviously devastated. It's like the worst news any parent can yeah. get. Um, but we, we recognized we had a choice, right? We could make the most of it or we could go into the victim mentality. And, um, and we just knew like her time was short and we wanted to make the most of it. Yeah. And so uh, some friends disappeared, mm -hmm. right? Because we were like 25 when we yeah. had her. Yeah. Um, and what I realized was that I and my husband both, like we came from privileged backgrounds, mm -hmm. um, suburbs of Atlanta, and had access to a lot of things. We did sports, we did music, we did nerdy science clubs, we did, <laughs> you know, it was like, we did all the things. Yeah. And um, went to a great school, Clemson University, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I did Greek life. Um, we did intramural, intramural sports. It was like, we were in clubs, and again, it's like church and community and and nowhere in our lives were we taught how to grieve. Yeah. And so that was really enlightening because it was like, wow, like we had access to all the things and we were involved in so much yeah. and no one took that responsibility yeah. for us to teach us. And, and so not only that, but a lot of our friends weren't taught how to go through it either or how to support other people. And so they just disappeared because they didn't know what to say or what to do, and they were afraid. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Like, again, that's a tough subject. To it tackle. is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. so, um, so yeah. So we um, went through it. We did have friends that showed up. Um, we had family that supported us really well, and I would say they really made the difference. Um, our church was phenomenal, and um, yeah, Skylar, our daughter, was with us for 21 months before we had to say goodbye. Yeah. And, and then was like a whole nother wave of grief, right? Yeah. So we had the anticipatory grief of her diagnosis and then um, actually losing her. And it was through that process, a friend had gifted us a portrait session. Mm -hmm. And those photos really helped me through that raw grief mm -hmm. and the loss and figuring out how to still be a mom and how to stay connected to my daughter who's no longer here. Mm -hmm. um, the photos gave me a way to hold her, mm -hmm. you know, and she wasn't here to hold. Yeah. Um, and to this day, like they sit, um, you know, I have one on the dresser in our bedroom, I have one in our living room and I can just walk by it and say, hey, sweet girl, yeah. you know, like yeah. I miss you or yeah. whatever. And, and I think photos are such a powerful way to continue that connection. And so in, in that first year of grieving, I recognized just how powerful that was. So I wanted to give that gift to other people. Yeah. And I volunteered portrait sessions to anyone I heard of facing a terminal diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, most everybody took me up on it. Mm -hmm. And I just really believe that everyone deserves to be loved and remembered. Mm -hmm. And so um, I also recognize like nationally and globally, so many people are dying, mm -hmm. right? Like it just happens every day. Mm -hmm. And so like, how can we bring this service to people 
facing a terminal diagnosis everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, seven years ago, I I started Love Not Lost, just me yeah. photo- showing up and photographing. And <laughs> um, but I always had this vision of scaling to yeah. a national and global level of mm-hmm. like what can we do to really bridge that gap of people who are hurting, who are desperately in need of support in these really dark, horrible, suffering times of loss and grief. And um, and so that was kind of the journey of starting Love Not Lost, yeah. and we can go from there. <laughs> yeah, so so that's something interesting. So was when it was just you when you first started, mm-hmm. were you just doing these like portrait sessions? So what has it grown to now? I'm assuming, do you still do these portrait sessions? I do, so yeah. So is it, is it, has it evolved to anything new, or is it more of a kind of an expansion on that original idea at this point? Both, yeah. Both. It's been really fun. Yeah. It's um, obviously, uh, you mentioned the TEDx talk in 2020. Yeah. Um, 2020 was such a... What a year. What a wonderful oh, year. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it was, that was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, because we had just started looking at expansion mm-hmm. and and then it was just like a straight hard stop yeah. and not only was it just a stop on expansion but it was like you just have to survive yeah you know it's yeah. like survival mode for yeah. everybody just kind of figuring it out um, as we go along it's like oh, okay everybody's just kind of collectively shrugging yeah. their shoulders and saying we're gonna figure it out from here i guess you know? yep <laughs> um so yeah we had started the scaling process um of just figuring out um you know, different systems, different technology, different, like, what what will work. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really cool journey. So we started in Atlanta because we were like, we need to get a core model working here first. So I lived in Atlanta. Yeah. And, um, and so we started, you know, bringing on photographers and training them and doing in-person trainings at the time and, um, teaching photographers, like we were already recruiting photographers that had the skill and the ability and the talent. Mm-hmm. But we, in our trainings, we really dove into like the grief support and the empathy and like how do you show up for a session, mm-hmm. you know, in in you know different various stages of yeah. of love, but also suffering. Yeah. Um, so that was really great, and we got up to like fifteen photographers in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Northside Hospital has been a huge partner and supporter of ours. Um, so they refer people to us in their oncology department. Mm-hmm. Um, and we serve any stage four cancer um, diagnosis or metastatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we started expanding our photography program, um, finding models that would potentially scale to a national level. Mm-hmm. Um, pandemic hit. Uh, we, you know, just found all the little pivots that we yeah, needed to take. Yeah, that, that, that's um, the key word yeah. that everybody uses is pivots, yes. definitely. Um, and so it was like, okay, we can't do trainings in person. Yeah. Like, how can we still continue to grow mm-hmm. and do it virtually? And then how can we, um, you know, all of those questions of the hows and the whys and the wheres. And, um, but that actually really helped us prepare to scale to yeah. a national level. Yeah. And so that was something that... Um, We've continued to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just launched a new online community that we believe will be the platform to allow us to, to scale to mm-hmm. that level. So yeah. photographers will have a profile, families facing a diagnosis mm-hmm. will create a profile, and through this platform, we will be able to match them pretty seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing about the community is it's open to everybody. Yeah. So you can join and create yeah. a profile. Anyone can join and create a profile. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the profile, you get self-assessments. So the Enneagram disc assessment and Mm -hmm. Myers-Briggs. You have access to stories. You have access to a learning library, um, which right now it's just the TEDx talk. Mm -hmm. But um, we're applying for grants to really build that out Mm -hmm. into a deep, comprehensive Mm -hmm. library of resources. Um, And we have a book club. And and so the, the vision has expanded a lot in the sense that we really want to bring love and healing to everyone in grief. Mm-hmm. And so we will always have our photography program. Like yeah. that's a core offering that's the, of, like the foundation, uh, yes, of, yeah. of what we do. Yeah. And, and that's a part of bringing love and healing mm-hmm. to people grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really recognize the gap in our society of 
no one teaching it. Mm -hmm. And not only is no one teaching how to grieve and how to support others in grief, but also how to heal. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like the key differentiator too is like we're focused on the healing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yes, we want the emotional support. Yes, we want, you know, the community support and all of that. But we also want to help people move through that and get back to a whole connected person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think something that's really interesting, what, what initially struck me, because I, I came across you either through uh, your speech or just on LinkedIn or maybe some, some combination of both, <laughs> but I came across you and I was really interested in the way that you approach this because obviously it's it's very deeply personal to you, mm -hmm. but something that you really talked about a lot in your speech and that you're, you're talking about now is that it's not the same for any one person. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know typically... Uh, we like to break it down into like stages and that's there's certainly some validity to that but it's going to look different for everyone depending on your situation and mm -hmm. due to that the kind of assistance and help and healing that each person will need will be different yep. uh, and so I think that's really cool that you're all taking this step obviously the the whole uh, foundation of it with with the, the the portraits is very interesting but I think that the fact that you're now moving it to a way where anyone regardless mm -hmm. of your background or what your personal situation is or what you're dealing with can approach it in your own way and find resources that can help you in your specific way that work best for you because it really is a it's it's not a, a one-size-fits-all no. situation for everybody it's very different for each person depending on the situation you know absolutely yeah. yeah you're absolutely right I think um people and and that is something that I brought up in my talk is like you know Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's studies on the five stages of grief were so revelatory for her time, mm -hmm. you know, but the problem was she came up with the five stages of grief after studying people facing their own death. Mm -hmm. So it's like that makes so much more sense. Yeah. When you look at the five stages with an endpoint of your own death because it's like, yeah, like the bargaining, the mm -hmm. denial, like mm -hmm. all of those like leading up to the acceptance, mm -hmm. like it, it makes so much sense, but if you try and take those five stages and apply them to just all grief, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. And people, I think, have felt like it hasn't worked, and they don't know why, and so then they think they're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. So then with this misinformation of, oh, these are the five stages of all grief, mm -hmm. people feel like they're doing it wrong, there's judgment, there's guilt, there's, you know, all these things, and mm -hmm. then we can't actually heal, yeah. you know? Yeah. So hopefully the learning library will be um, a really great tool to... Um, speak to different experts and and really bring that education um, and the the collective knowledge um, yeah. of different I think specialties yeah, you know yeah. to the table. That's great. That's awesome. Um, so, did I, how, how long have you been uh, running Love Not Lost? So coming up on seven years. That's what I thought you said. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I had been doing the portrait sessions yeah. just on my own for a couple years before that. So obviously, you said that you started this out totally by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and now that it's at the point that it's at, what is for you personally, like what has this journey from where you started to where you're at now, what has this been like for you? Because <laughs> I mean, obviously you're, you're happy with, ha that's a, that's a yes. whole, a lot, you know, that's a lot to unpack uh, uh -huh. in, in one, in one sitting, but uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of successes and a lot of positives to it, but yeah. I think a lot of times you can it, that can get lost in, in everything. You know, the oh, yeah. the the business of everything can take can take the the mm -hmm. center stage, and just your personal reflection on where you've come from and where you're at now can kind of get lost in things. So, just looking back on where you've come from and where you're at now, and what you're hoping to do in the future, just how how do you feel about it? What are your thoughts on where things are at right now? I mean, right now they're great. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Asked me, you know, a year ago, <laughs> yeah. I would have been a totally different answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, I think that's the journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And it is a total um, mixed bag. Mm -hmm. And um, some days are really great. Mm -hmm. You have huge wins, mm -hmm. you can celebrate. And yeah. then other days you're like, oh my God, am I going to make it? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why did I give up the cushy mm -hmm. job or the yeah. benefits or whatever? Um, and, you know, for me right now, like it, it truly is great. Mm -hmm. I have an amazing staff. Mm -hmm. um, we're, you know, recruiting new board members and really growing our board. And, um, 
And then, you know, our donor base has always been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. From day one, um, you know, November 19th, which is my daughter's birthday, mm-hmm. I, on what would have been her sixth birthday, mm-hmm. I gathered 30 friends and family members and just said, hey, like in honor of her sixth birthday, I want to raise $6,000 and that will give us a website. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, it'll give us the website and the promo video because mm-hmm. my background's in graphic design. Yeah. So I could yeah. do that pretty yeah. inexpensively. Um, and we raised it. And, and that's really like we boot, we've been bootstrapped from the beginning. And mm-hmm. so it's been really nice to have corporate partners like Northside Hospital come alongside of us. Um, there are a couple other companies like Kalon Creative. Mm-hmm. Here in Chattanooga, we have um, Whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And um, just some amazing companies who believe in what we're doing and want to support us. Mm-hmm. And, and it really makes a huge difference. And we have a monthly giving program called The Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So... It used to be called Foundation Builders, um, but once we made it through 2020, mm-hmm. and hardly any of them dropped off, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. Yeah. Like I'm truly, sure that was encouraging. Oh, yeah. it was it was <laughs> it was our saving grace, yeah. right? Like yeah. it was it was amazing. Yeah. And we even called people and said, like, "Hey, we understand. Do you need mm-hmm. to cancel?" And people were like, "No, I'm good." And one person even was like, "I'm actually doing pretty well. Like, I'll yeah. double my gift." Wow. And I was like, "Oh my god! Yeah. Like, thank you." You know, like, um, and so. Yeah, so it's like, uh, so after 2020, we changed it um, to the heartbeat because it is such a life force Mm -hmm. of love, not loss that's sustaining and beautiful. And so we just feel really loved and supported right now. And and like I said, 2020 was so hard, Mm -hmm. so hard. Um, Last year was was rough too um, in just rebuilding. And then we had some... um, uh, just like random things, um, personal crises mm-hmm. within staff members. And yeah. and so, yeah, um, it's always up and down, though, you yeah. know. And yeah. it's, it's uh, I think that's the beautiful thing about yeah. life, yeah. you know. And, and the good times are that much sweeter because of the hard times. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I, I know it's been said before, and, you know, it's, it's nothing that nobody's never heard. But um, I, just as I... I I say this like I'm some, you know, old wise sage or something, but like as I'm getting older and just like have more life experience, like yeah. what you said earlier about life really being just like a roller coaster with where there's going to be ups, there's going to be mm-hmm. downs. Um, there is some beauty in that, I, mm-hmm. I think. And, and that's something I'm coming to learn is that expecting things to always be good or believing things will always be bad when they're bad and, you know, mm-hmm. focusing too much on the the highs and the lows can really kind of distort your view on things. And I think having that proper proper perspective when things are good and when things are bad is very important because um, it's important to understand that when things are bad, it's not always going to stay like that. And yeah. you know, when things are good, it may not always stay like that either. But the ability to understand both of those at the same mm-hmm. time and appreciate what mm-hmm. you can learn from both those situations is vitally important. Yeah. And it's something that really does bring kind of the... It, it makes life special, you know, when you have those good moments mm-hmm. and you're able to reflect upon where you came from. Uh, you know, it. I remember like during 2020, just like my personal situation, it felt like it was never going to end. I was like, this is just what we're going to be living through now. And now looking back, we're over two years removed from the onset of everything that yeah. happened. And it feels like a lifetime ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm able to appreciate a lot of different things that I took for granted at that time. I'm able to do different things that I was afraid I wasn't able to do during that time. You can apply this in all different kinds of ways, obviously, but I think that's something that's incredibly important, especially for people like my age, because when you're you know, young and trying to figure out where you fit in the world mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what you want to do, those highs and lows can feel like they're great, oh, yeah. like they're life changing. Like, oh, if I if you're going through a tough period, it's like, oh, this is this is the end for me. This is it. I'm never gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna be able to get my career off the ground, or I'm not gonna be able to do this with this person, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, whatever situation it is, you know you can really, it, it can be hard to not focus so much on those. And having that proper perspective really can be mm-hmm. a saving grace in a lot of ways, you know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. My husband and I were 27 when our daughter died. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like we hopefully have decades left. Yeah. And so that was really mm-hmm. like the, I think the, the like epiphany moment for mm-hmm. me was like, I ha- I'm young, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm 27. Yeah. I hopefully have six, eight decades left, yeah. like who knows. Yeah. 
but I don't want to spend the rest of my life miserable mm -hmm. and I don't want to spend the rest of my life hurting. Yeah. And so I have to figure out healing, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. I'm too young to like be this, you know, crashity old woman the rest of my <laughs> life, you know, like I don't want to be angry the rest of yeah. my life. I don't want to be yeah. bitter and I don't want to be resentful. Yeah. And, and so it was like, oh gosh, like I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And then I also think though that like, like being there and witnessing Skylar's death mm -hmm. and, and burying her and, and going through that, you know, obviously is like a, a low, low, but mm -hmm. But also it's like this incredible honor and, and spiritual experience where I think oftentimes um, in our society, we're taught that pain is bad and that we always want the good moments, mm -hmm. right? And I think when we're challenged and when we're put into circumstances that force us to um, suffer or struggle, we really find out things about ourselves that we couldn't have figured out any other way. Yeah. And I feel like that stretching and that growing mm -hmm. is so necessary mm -hmm. in this life, yeah. but people run from it or mm -hmm. they um, may not even run from it, but resist it mm -hmm. and, and don't welcome it. Yeah. And, and it's hard to say like, oh yeah, you welcome the death of your daughter. Like, yeah. no, of course yeah. not. Yeah. But knowing that that was my reality how can I use this to grow and, you know, heal mm -hmm. and, and learn? And so, yeah, it's, it's been really fascinating, too, because I think knowing that there's an end, mm -hmm. like it's easy for everyone here to kind of forget we're mortal beings, right? That it's easy to think, oh, we have time. We have time. We have time. We have time. But we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And because I've seen that firsthand, I live life way more intentionally yeah. than I ever did yeah. before Skylar. Yeah. And, and having that appreciation for your own life and, and those mm -hmm. around you is something that it's not that it's impossible to, under, to have that appreciation if you don't go to a situation like that. But going through those difficult learning periods, it allows you to have that appreciation. Yeah. Uh, you know, thinking back on my own personal life of just things that have happened in my own life, you know, I, I don't know what my life now would look like without mm -hmm. certain events that have happened in my life, but I do know that because of those events, um, I really, I don't know if I would be the person I am right now. Maybe it would have taken 10 years to get to be the person I am right now, yeah. whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, being able to take times where, times that are difficult and times that maybe at the time you don't want to go through, because mm -hmm. like, you know, no one wants to, no, no. one wants to deal with painful no. situations. Like if you asked anyone, hey, would you like to do right. this thing? They're going to say, no, <laughs> right. no, please right. no. Uh, but we're not guaranteed a pain-free life. Right. Like that's, I, I never got that when I was born and no, I don't think anybody else ever does. You're, you're going to deal with uh, issues and pain and, and problems in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I think being able to accept those for what they are and apply them into your life the best you can in a way that allows you to move forward in a safe and healthy way is mm -hmm. the best you can hope for, but it's also a very realistic thing to uh, strive for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not totally out of the cards. It's not impossible, no matter what the situation is. Um, you know, describing your own situation, it sounds like something that no one would ever want to go through. But the fact that you were able to be here where you are now, not only learning from that situation, mm -hmm. but using it in a way to help other individuals mm -hmm. is an incredible example to set. And I think it goes to show that with, you know, regardless of whatever your situation is, there's some good you can take from it. There's always going to be some kind of silver lining that you can use and being able to focus on that and apply it in your own life is mm -hmm really what matters, I think, in those situations, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that's great. Um, so s before you started Love Not Lost, did you have any kind of personal business experience or any, like, entrepreneurial experience or any, anything like that? Like, any, yes. any, any, like, lemonade stands as a child or anything like, like yes. that? Yes. Um, uh, well, I feel like starting out, you know, like, babysitting mm -hmm. was kind of, yeah. you know, like, oh, like, if I do this amount of money in this many families on weekends, yeah. then I can, you know, get this much money for the yeah. clothes that I want or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I went to Clemson for graphic communications, and then I did minor in business administration. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that gave me just enough confidence <laughs> 
to think that I knew what I was a healthy, doing. A healthy dose a healthy of confidence, dose of, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. I was like, oh, like yeah. I took business administration as a minor. Yeah. Like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and I tend to be like an over, uh, I don't, overconfident might be a little strong, but like definitely like yeah. um, naive in the sense of <laughs> knowing what things yeah. take, you yeah. know, which is great because yeah. then I do them. Yeah. And yeah. then once I do them, I'm like, oh God, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, yeah. like this is way harder than I thought. You're not too afraid to jump into the deep end. I will jump in. Yeah. <laughs> but typically I don't know how deep the deep end is. <laughs> and so, um, I, I did work uh, a little bit in a print company mm -hmm. and a web design and development company um, out of school and, and just realized like I, I wanted to be on my own and I, yeah. I really wanted to pursue photography. So I tried to do a photography major mm -hmm. um, and um, it just wasn't supported. And yeah. anyway, um, so I, I started my own photography and and graphic design business mm -hmm. on my own. And that was kind of my first dive into the entrepreneurship game um, mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, like admin stuff sucks, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, oh, and like, like there's a reason why, you know, like yeah. the company costs this much yeah. and like we charge this much mm -hmm. and we only get paid this much because yeah. like overhead is real and mm -hmm. like it takes all of these systems to run and, mm -hmm. you know, provide the best experience. Anyway. Yeah. yeah a huge learning experience yeah. um and it was really cool because i feel like i learned so much and made lots of mistakes mm -hmm. <laughs> um and really started to get my my feet underneath me um but as i was becoming profitable it was like um and i, I really felt like i got into a groove which mm -hmm. was awesome Part of me thinks like because I got in the groove, it became boring because mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like I know how this is going to play you've, out. You've I'll just peak to this hill. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'll get there. I'll make this much money, and like you know, cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm an innovator, creative thinker, mm -hmm. um, dreamer, doer. Yeah. So for me, it was like, well, also I was doing photography and design, and it was like, sure, I can do this, but also I'm replaceable. Yeah, and. And I feel like I could be doing something so much more meaningful. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was still healing. Like, I started my businesses to, because I started two. Mm -hmm. One wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> I started two because it was like, that's what helped got me out of bed. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, I don't have any other kids. Mm -hmm. um, literally, just in that raw grief, I could stay in bed all day, every day, yeah. and not move. And my husband yeah. would come home from his work because... <laughs> Um, and he would just be like, really? <laughs> you haven't moved? I'm like, I did go to the bathroom. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I did get up um, to go, you know, make some food or something. And we so. had a dog, and, like, honestly, that dog saved my life um, <laughs> just to get me out of the house. But, yeah. but yeah, the businesses gave me something to live for, you know, yeah. some is motivation, and, and learning is actually, like, a really healthy way to um, support yourself through depression, mm -hmm. like just forming those new neural pathways and activating your brain and and – feeling accomplished, you know? So I dove into business. I dove, I like, I became like this massive researcher. I took all these online courses. Um, my husband would joke because he would come home and there would be like another male voice on the computer. And he'd be like, should I be concerned? I'm like, this is a course, yeah. not a conversation yeah. with anyone that you need to be concerned about. Um, and so... Yeah, um, I just dove into learning, and yeah. and, um, and I think that's what made becoming profitable fun. Yeah. So it's like I'm learning, figuring things out, yeah. but um, making those mistakes before starting Love Not Lost was great. Yeah, um, because when I started Love Not Lost, I felt like I really had a, a solid understanding of marketing and sales, and um, you know, just um, I think different, just like the customer experience mm -hmm. and. And how, like, what people really want. Mm -hmm. And also, um, because of my own experience in grief and listening to so many other people, uh, I, I knew that I could meet the need. And so it was really, for me, it was fun. It was like yeah. a fun adventure. Uh, and the, the great thing, even though I had zero nonprofit experience, I, you know, I'd volunteered for a few yeah. places here and yeah. there, but nothing yeah. on the... So it was another learning experience, right? Because yeah. then I was like, okay, well, I feel like I have a decent understanding of bootstrapping a startup, but now it's a nonprofit. Yeah. And so that was another deep That's end a whole moment. World. Right. Yeah. That was another deep end moment because yeah. I was like, oh, I've done one, I can do yeah. the other. And then it was like, 
oh no, fundraising is a full-time <laughs> job. Yeah. On top of serving your clients, yeah. on top of trying to find money mm-hmm. with grants versus individuals mm-hmm. versus company sponsors and all of that. So I found myself in the deep end yet again. Yeah. Um, but I've always been able to swim and find people to throw me rafts when I yeah. need it and um, help out or pick me up in a boat or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> um, and so, and it's been great. Like I've had, um, you know, some amazing mentors help out along the way that have just like met me in different parts of my journey and said, hey, like, I see you struggling. I think I can help you. Or yeah. um, I love what you're doing. I believe in your work. Like, have you thought about this or have you, you know, and, yeah. and those things help like they really do. Yeah. And so I'm always so grateful for people when they offer help or come alongside of us as a financial partner or, um, you know, volunteer, like people who donate their design services mm-hmm. or their marketing services. We've yeah. had uh, some really great, generous people yeah. come alongside of us. So, so, so on that topic, uh, I, I did not realize you had such a storied uh, uh entrepreneurial experience yeah. of, of jumping off the deep end prior to yeah. Not Lost. Uh, but on the, on that note of having people helping out, mm-hmm. you know, what for you is one of the main kind of takeaways you've had from the, just the experience of from purely being the the founder and, and the business side of things now, uh, now that you've had years of experience, not just with Love Not Lost, but also everything mm-hmm. you did before, because I find I find that you know I'm not a business owner, and, and I've found from just talking to people that are, and kind of watching from the mm-hmm. outside looking in of people that are business owners, and that, and it seemed like you kind of had an experience like this is where you know people will see a business and like, oh, I would love to do something like that. Like, yeah. that, that, that would be so much fun. I'd love to start my own photography business. I'm pretty good at taking pictures. I can yep. do this. Like that'd be wonderful. And maybe you are great at it, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. But then you get into it, and like you said, there are you know so many other aspects of this that you never knew took place. There's yeah. the overhead, there's the the potential staff, there's so mm-hmm. many different potential uh, things that you now have to deal with as a business owner that you weren't aware of before. And so <laughs> for you, now that you've had these experiences and you've mm-hmm. had the, these just time kind of soaking this all in, what are some takeaways that you've had of, of being a business owner and leader in that sense? Yeah. And that's a lot, you know, that's, that's yeah, a lot of I things. Yeah, I mean, the takeaway, so, I think, the takeaway is from both experiences, like you have to have, I don't even like the word passion because mm-hmm. passion, mm, it's almost like grit and determination. Yeah. Like to reach a goal, mm-hmm. to have a vision. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a vision. If there's not an end point inside. If there's not yeah. a higher purpose other than yeah. yourself or a certain I really think the vision is is the key because mm-hmm. there are days that I struggle to get out of bed because mm-hmm. it's like I know my whole day is just admin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hate these days. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like, why even get out of bed? It's like yeah. I'm not going to do anything fun today. <laughs> you mean you don't want to do, yeah. you know, no. computer work, administrative no, work? No, like taxes. <laughs> um, you know, that's why we hire other people. Um, <laughs> but it's like. Yeah, there are some things like you have to do and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And and when I started my photography business, it was like, I love taking pictures. I want to do this for a living. But mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, there's, you know, editing. There's, you know, filing for your business license and mm-hmm. that every year you have your taxes. And then you have, um, you know, the sales process. And then you have to follow up with people on orders. And then you have to ship things. And then mm-hmm. it was like all the stuff that I was like, oh, like, to be profitable, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And then like photography is like a maybe, maybe a third of my time, yeah. if not like a quarter. Mm-hmm. And so I think people get caught into this dreamland of I'm just gonna be doing what I love all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when they hit the reality that like, no, you're not, mm-hmm. um, and there's probably gonna be a lot more obstacles and pain points and roadblocks than you thought, mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to just stop mm-hmm. and be like, no, it's too much. Yeah. So I really think it's like this grit and determination towards a vision that's bigger than yourself that yeah. like really inspires you to push through. Yeah. Because I think for Love Not Lost especially, you know, it's like, like we want to be the first place people turn to when they're facing loss or looking to support others. Mm-hmm. And that's a big vision, but like 
to me, that makes getting up worth it every yeah. day. Like yeah. even when I have to do admin all day, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. like I know that our end result of Love Not Lost is going to help so many people and transform lives not only now, but in future generations. Mm -hmm. And so like, I got goosebumps. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. this well, is going to change the world. And yeah. it, it's a big it's it's like a big inspiration to keep pushing through the hard times. Yeah, and, and part of that it sounds like is put another way is you're you're kind of counting the cost at the beginning. You know, yeah. you're not you're not necessarily saying, "Oh, I want to go do this thing because it's going to be so much fun yep. without the while yes. disregarding the parts that are not going to be fun because like you've said, you you love what you do, but there's parts of it where you don't want to do it or it's not as fun and <laughs> yeah. you know, like that that comes with any job. Yep. But to me, it, it sounds like if you're going to embark on some endeavor like this, being mm -hmm. able to upfront say, you know, I'm at A, I want to go to B, and in order for me to go to B, I have to understand that there are going to be these roadblocks mm -hmm. in the way that are more than likely going to come up. Are you willing to count that cost yeah. upfront? If you are, then okay. Try it. Yeah. Once you hit those roadblocks, it's not going to be fun, but right. you're you you understand that that's going to be there, and you're going to be willing to get through it and do whatever yeah. is necessary to get through it. Uh, and I think that's. You know, like I said, I'm not a business owner, so I'm not speaking from experience. Uh, <laughs> but that definitely seems to be a common theme yeah. because I know I know so many people that jump into things like this. It's just like, oh, I want to go do A, B, or C. You know, whatever they want to mm -hmm. go do whatever they want to do, and they fail to realize that oh wow, there's a lot more that goes into these things than you know might it might look on the surface. And to, on one end, that's a testament to a well-run business. If, you yeah. know, if me looking on the outside, it's like, oh, it looks like you're having a great time. Right. Then you must be doing something right, you yep. know. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's also a, a great testament to the fact that any, every business, no matter whether it's one person or mm -hmm. it's, you know, multitudes of people, there's going to be complications along the way. There's going yeah. to be uh, hurdles that you have to jump over. Are you willing to jump over those hurdles or not? Is, mm -hmm. is the end goal worth it to you. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously for you, it, it seems to be worth it. And I think understanding that from the beginning is key to anybody, whether they want to start, you know, a small business on their own or a large business with, mm -hmm. you know, dozens and dozens of people that are employed, you know, as well. So Yeah. And I think too, <clears throat> knowing when it's not worth it anymore, mm -hmm. you know, because I think like when I started my photography business, I did portraits and weddings mm -hmm. before. Um, it was one of those things I thought that was going to be worth it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, Again, like I started becoming profitable. It was like, oh, like this could be like a very good mm -hmm. career for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it it just like that fire died mm -hmm. where it was like uh, it was just kind of a, a reckoning of like, wow, like I again, like I'm replaceable and I want to do more. Mm -hmm. Like I know life is short mm -hmm. and I know that I have something in me that is meant for greater impact and so not that like wedding photos aren't important because yeah. they are you yeah. know hopefully like a once in a lifetime event and oftentimes those photos we'd be taking the last photo of a grandparent with their family or yeah. you know like they're very meaningful yeah. um but it was it was you know the first session that i did for a, a family at our church um who's the husband was diagnosed with stage four melanoma cancer mm -hmm. and I did those photos and it was just like, holy crap, mm -hmm. like this is so powerful mm -hmm. and so meaningful. And over time, even the family, Rachel, the wife, was sharing with me how like those photos help their, she has two kids and it's like even them just talking about their mm -hmm. dad and yeah. their grief and um, they're healing together like yeah. the photos created like that opportunity for that conversation and mm -hmm. and how they have them hung up all over their house and you know just things like that where you're like that's that's that matters yeah. you know like yeah. that's really impactful and that's the type of change I want to put my energy behind mm -hmm. yeah and you know uh, not to go on too much of a tangent but photos like that are really really important just because they allow you to kind of go back into that moment, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. moment it was, yeah. good, bad, ugly, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it allows you to kind of feel the feelings of that moment again and kind of re-experience that. And um, I think that's really cool to, to go back to what you were saying about whether you, you know, sometimes that fire burns out is obviously for you when you were doing that, that was what consumed you. Mm -hmm. like you wanted to provide this great service for these mm -hmm. individuals. You wanted to give them 
photos and experiences that they would remember with them and would take、mm-hmm. them into the future, hopefully for the rest of their lives.、Uh, but also for you, I mean, once you get to that point where it's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore,、mm-hmm. you recognize that if you keep forcing yourself to do these、right. things, that's gonna,、oh. that potentially is gonna. You know, tear、yeah. down their experience because、oh, the photos、yeah. may not be as great. They they may not have、mm-hmm. as great of an experience, and it's just it's not good for anybody. You no, know,、agreed. and so understanding when to when to stop and、mm-hmm. when to wrap things up and say, yes, I've I've done what I needed to do. Let me move on to something else is incredibly important.、Uh, you know, a, a kind of funny analogy is you know. You see TV shows all the time, like they run for seasons and seasons and seasons, and they go and go and go.、Mm-hmm. And you know, you, if you ask like a diehard fan, it's like, oh, should I watch this show? And they're like, well, you should watch one through <laughs>、yes. seven, but the other three after that,、yeah. no, don't don't worry about those. You know, it's、yep. because oftentimes they say it, they just didn't know when to wrap、mm-hmm. it up. They didn't、mm-hmm. know when to finally conclude things. And so applying that into what we're talking about here is understanding when to hit the gas and、yep. go when you're really on fire for things, but. Also understanding when it's time to take your hands off it and say, "I've done what I needed to do. Let me move on to something else." That's incredibly、yeah. important, you know. Yeah. When I right now, like the hot topic is quiet quitting. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, I hate, <clears throat> I hate that so many people feel the need to quiet quit、mm-hmm. because it's like, one, I believe that it's a reflection of poor leadership. Um, when someone just feels like they need to do the bare minimum to get by,、mm-hmm. um, or they're trying to get their boss to fire them, you、mm-hmm. know, it's like, come on, yeah, <laughs>、um, it breaks my heart.、Um, but also, you know, it, it, I can see if if someone's in a dire financial need to like keep the paycheck, and then、mm-hmm. they're still trying to figure out what they need to yeah, do. But、yeah. when you stay past your time. It's like you said. It's a, it's a lose 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 for everybody,、yeah. right? Because、yeah. your heart's not in it, your energy's not there,、mm-hmm. and whoever you're interacting with, or your clients, or or whatever, they're losing out. Obviously, your company, your boss is losing out.、Um, but really, it's like for your own energy and passion. Again, it's like life is short.、Mm-hmm. Like you think you have tomorrow to figure it out, but、mm-hmm. like just quit already. You、yeah. know, it's like just quit and go pursue something you love. That like.、Yeah. Gets you excited about life, and and you know, like, oh, it just it it really makes me sad. I heard a statistic that like they're, I can't remember, but it was like an X number percentage of people like are unsatisfied in their job, and、yeah. it was staggering. It was it was、yeah. just depressing, honestly, and it、yeah. was just like, oh, like, just quit.、Yeah. Find something else, like、yeah. you know. And, and I know not everyone has the luxury to do that. Like、yeah. I said, financial needs, you know. But I do think people.、Um, Feel more stuck than they really are. Yeah, and and two, one thing I've learned in my just you know the the life I've lived so far is when you encounter moments like that where you feel maybe you feel like you're stuck or maybe you feel like you're in a place where you don't you know your heart's not entirely in it. The relief of oh yeah letting that burden、yes. go and 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 moving on from something like that is something that's hard to quantify or put into words.、Yeah. You know and and. It, you know whether it comes to a job or a relationship or, or whatever. If if, it, if you're in a situation where you feel like you need to let go、mm-hmm. or kind of you know take your foot off the gas, that's not an easy thing to do. You know,、no. it, it is not an easy thing to do and to deal with. But the once you reach that point of acceptance and kind of lifting、mm-hmm. that burden, that allows you. You know, there's no telling how many doors might open、yeah. for you right after that. You know, well, and energetically too, like when you're staying in something you don't want to be in. It drains you,、mm-hmm. you know. And to your point, like I think when you cut that, it is like the opportunities can flow in, like your energy can come. It's just like, oh, like I I saw this actually play out with my husband this year, and it was really just、mm-hmm. a beautiful, like awesome thing. Yeah.、Um, he stepped away from his job, and like he's a very, I mean, we're in Chattanooga, right? It's like we're super outdoorsy,、um, you know, like.、Yeah. Big sunset people. Yes,、um, and he's a climber, fly、yeah. fisher, mountain biker, yeah, right、cyclist. Yeah. Like, yeah, he does it all.、Um, and he、um, quit his job, and then an outdoor company that's a startup here in Chattanooga approached him,、mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, we want to sponsor you for a trip."、Mm-hmm. And he got to take a month-long trip that was like completely paid for、um, wow. to just like ride his bike through the Alps. Yeah, you know. And take pictures and like、mm-hmm. share about the、yeah. clothes and stuff like that and like that he 
that one probably wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. if he were at his job, and two, like even if it did happen, he could he couldn't have taken it, yeah. you know. And yeah. so again, it's like opening yourself up to the opportunities mm -hmm. of what's around the corner, yeah. you know. Yeah, and um, that can be scary. I mean, oh for sure, you know, like kind of going back to what you were saying, like being able to mm -hmm. jump into that deep end is a scary thing, literally and, and yes, metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you know. The, the freedom that that offers you whenever you're able to kind of remove uh, those metaphorical shackles uh, is something that you really, it's hard to quantify, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's great to hear about your husband. Uh, yeah. and, and that's really awesome. But I, I think that, you know, being able to know when to kind of hit the gas and when to take your foot off is, mm -hmm. is incredibly important. Whatever role you're in, um, whether you're in a, you know, kind of self-employed situation like you were mm -hmm. early on, or whether you're in a, you know, a nine to five corporate setting, whatever it is, um, understanding that is, is incredibly important. So yeah. uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of wrap things up here, mm -hmm. um, I want to just first off say thank you for coming on. It has yeah. been a, a pleasure getting to speak with you and meet you know meet you and get to hear a little about your story. Um, as a kind of thank you to you and just for being in here, I want to give you a moment to address the people listening and watching. So if you have anything that you're working on that you're really excited to talk yeah. about or if anybody you want to give a big shout out to or if you just want to say hi mom, whatever, uh, <laughs> then I want to give you the floor. So awesome. thank you for coming in and the floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we do have some really cool events coming up. Yeah. So uh, November 19th, like I said, is our founding date, um, but also it's our, our night of our Remember Walk. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that anybody can join, and this is one of the, you know, bright sides of 2020, if, mm -hmm. if, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, we turned it into a virtual walk. Mm -hmm. And so what was going to be just limited to in-person is now inclusive of everybody who wants mm -hmm. to join. Um, and the Remember Walks are essentially a space to gather with people you love and trust to talk about your loved ones who have passed away. And so it's a beautiful time to um, ask questions and create intentional spaces to uh, ask, you know, like if you have a loved one who's passed away to say, mm -hmm. Daniel, like, tell me about your person mm -hmm. and tell me about your favorite memory with them. And, and just to create that space that society so often neglects. Um, and so you can invite anyone to walk with you. You can walk from wherever you are. Um, we have an event page on our website, lovenotlost.org slash events, um, where you can get more information to register. Mm -hmm. And it's free to join. Um, you're welcome to fundraise if you want to pay it forward and, and raise money to help support other families that we serve. Um, but it's it's a beautiful night, and it's, it's called Light After Loss. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is that, you know, our people still have a light, and we mm -hmm. want that to shine into darkness, and it doesn't always have to be depressing and heavy, right? And so we encourage people to decorate themselves with light and walk in the evening and just have fun with it. Um, and we've done it um, for a couple years now, and it's really powerful. And people have joined all across the country and the globe, actually. Wow. Um, last awesome. year, we had a, um, I forget what they're called, but they're the equivalent of the Boy Scouts, mm -hmm. um, but for the UK. Oh, really? Um, they had a troop. Um, who heard about what we were doing and loved it, and they invited all the dads and sons to walk and, mm -hmm. and share. And it was like this amazing story yeah. and powerful impact. Um, and so we want more of that. And yeah. so we, we really encourage everyone to participate and, and get involved. Um, and so whether it's in your neighborhood or you can plan a route in the city or whatever. Yeah. And then the other thing is we're going to do a pre-holiday auction. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to shop for a cause and... Look for gifts for loved ones. Um, stay tuned to our website for that. It'll be under the events page as well. Um, but we'll be launching that December 2nd um, will be our, our online pre-holiday auction. Um, and then, yeah, we have a bunch of events coming up next year. We have a gala. We have an event in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, so our events page is where all of that can be found. And then... Um, for right now, because we're still building out that learning library on our community, mm -hmm. um, we do have a resource page on our website that I want people to know about um, where you can see our recommended books, um, podcasts, mm -hmm. blogs, um, even a documentary on there called Grief Walker, which mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Um, so if anyone's looking for resources, check out our resource library page. 
Um, and then lastly, you know, we talked about supporting others and not knowing what to say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually partnered with a company called Dragon Army in Atlanta to um, create a website called HowCanILoveYouBetter.com. And essentially, it's a way for me to ask you how I can help you during a time of need. And so uh, we have a, a close relationship um, ask and then a casual one. Mm-hmm. So like, if I don't feel comfortable asking, how can I love you better, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, yeah. there's another one that you yeah. can, uh, the language is like, how can I support you yeah, right now? And, and so, um, so yeah, it's close and casual based on the relationships. Um, and there are different asks, and you can customize your options. But essentially, it's giving people a tangible way to show up for someone instead of just saying, like, call me if you need anything, because no one really follows through with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and so this is an email form, so people have time to think. There's no awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a calendar plugin, so people can reply with, like, what they would want and when. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that exists. Um, but we're, we're really trying to create a lot more tools and resources to kind of fill the gaps where we see the need in the society. That's awesome. So I I know you mentioned your uh, website, so I'll Mm -hmm. make sure that link is in the description of this episode. Great. Are there any other social media links or websites that uh, you think should be included? I'll make sure if anybody wants to connect with you personally, I'll put your your LinkedIn uh, description down there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any other websites or links like that that you think would be beneficial for anybody to know? on social. Love Not Lost is... um, Mostly active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's at lovenotlostorg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the howcaniloveyoubetter.com is its mm-hmm. separate thing, so um, that would be the only other yeah. link. I'll make sure and I then um, our online community, okay. um, and that's lovenotlost.org slash lovewell. Okay, cool. Well, I'll make sure all those links are down there. So if you're listening, watching, uh, and you want to check out any of those links, if you want to follow Ashley uh, or connect with her on LinkedIn, I'd highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'll make sure those are down there. And so anybody that's listening that's interested can check those out. Um, but yeah, with all that being taken care of, I want to, again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure getting to chat with you a little bit to learn about you. I really hope whoever listens to this, whatever stage of life they're in, uh, whatever they may or may not be going through, I hope that, uh, whether this conversation, whether they, uh, also the link for your, uh, your, your speech at the, mm-hmm. at the TEDx event in 2020, I'll make sure that's in the description as well, because that was how I stumbled upon you. Yeah. I think it's a great speech. Uh, thank and you. I think that. Whether you're listening to this, if they enjoy this and want to find out more, I'll, I'll put that down there. Um, but yeah, it, it was a pleasure getting to speak with you. Uh, and uh, I you. really appreciate you coming in today and chat with me for a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. Good to be here. Thanks. Um, for those that are watching, listening, thank you for uh, supporting the show, for checking us out and, and listening to this episode. If you'd like to uh, check out any previous episodes, uh, you can find us on all major uh, podcast streaming platforms. Uh, but with all that out of the way, thank you for watching today's episode and I'll see you on another episode of the third seat. Bye everybody.